the impact of play on a child's level of perseverance and their intellectual development in the long run is well studied and well known but despite having this awareness why is it that in indian schools play is not prioritized to a large extent to understand this problem and to also understand how we can solve it i speak to suraj sudhakar on this episode of the disrupt show he is the founder and ceo of cool coach which is creating an ecosystem where coaches can increase their earning potential while at the same time developing healthy living among underprivileged children welcome everyone to another episode of the disrupt show in this episode i'm speaking to suraj he's the founder and ceo of cool coach and he's on a special mission um, to catalyze employment through fitness and through this reduce deaths uh, which are caused by non communicable diseases so welcome to the disrupt show uh, suraj thank you very much harshit glad to be here so let let's just start off with you telling us how did you start off in this journey and how did you end up in the space of fitness and what was your aim and rationale behind it great uh, i hopefully uh, will be able to do it succinctly so i'm an engineer by training and i started my career at cognizant and while i was kind of you know busy writing code uh, i also started volunteering for an orphanage and i think that was the first time uh, the kind of i was exposed to the social sector you know in india even though you there is all this poverty all these social challenges around you but you're so focused on your education you know 10 42 for your 11th and 12th and graduation and the works so it was only during my first job i think that i really gave consideration to the social sector and this kind of work with volunteer sorry work in an orphanage kind of opened my eyes to it so mm-hmm. that led me to actually quit my job at cognizant and i joined the social sector pretty very early in my career and you know uh quite a few different opportunities led me to spend a good amount of my career almost 8 years in total in Kenya and Nairobi working in a variety of different projects in East Africa now somewhere around that time uh, harshit i had what i call a little quarter life crisis if i may say so which was i was learning a lot i was doing really good work but at the end of the day there was something that was nagging me which was i joined the social sector to work in india and what was i doing there in kenya and africa right so i wanted to kind of figure out a way to kind of uh, use the skills i had learned uh, to kind of build something to create some social impact back in india so when i started researching uh, what are some of these big challenges uh, that i could probably dedicate the next 3 4 decades of my life because that was another learning that i had had harshit which is mm-hmm. you know especially in the social impact space uh, you have to give it about you know a couple of decades and if you're lucky you'll probably move the needle a bit Now, so with that in mind, I started researching problems, um, and I was very surprised. And this, I'm talking about circa 2013, 2014, you know, 2015. That WHO had been had started talking about one of the biggest health challenges that's facing the world is what's called non-communicable diseases, right? And this is especially uh, a challenge for low and middle-income countries uh, and for people, uh, you know, low-income families. low income communities within these countries uh, given the nature of some of these diseases and while this challenge existed and i think the numbers back then were by 2030 most of the deaths even in india will be because of non communicable diseases so just to give your listeners an idea right now or i don't know if that uh, hurdle has been crossed already most of the deaths are due to you know what's called infectious diseases right communicable diseases and 
non communicable diseases sometimes even called lifestyle diseases but you know hypertension heart disease obesity diabetes you know bunch of cancers all of that which basically are non communicable in that sense now while this challenge existed uh, the other exciting part of it was you know the, there are four major risk factors for ncds uh, there is alcohol abuse there is smoking okay, take that out it's activity if we increase our activity levels we can reduce uh, the risk of ncds and if we all start eating better right seems pretty simple but as i don't know your experience with health and fitness but uh, even though they are very simple solutions they're not easy to implement at all um and i have been a kind of a fitness enthusiast all my life i've been a sports player all my life um so i think all of that kind of worked together for me which is like hey i wanted to kind of come back to india there is a massive challenge of ncds the solution seems to be pretty simple which is we need to get people to move more and eat better and if we do that we can really create a change so that was the kind of story of that led to me starting cool coach wow that's very interesting and one thing i find extremely interesting about cool coach is usually i have seen um entrepreneurs or people who are in the social social sector try to solve one problem and they focus on that but you are solving that one problem but it has two implications and that i found very interesting so you are not only enabling um uh, you are not only on a mission to reduce deaths by non communicable diseases but you are also enabling employment for fitness professionals and athletes so what made you think of this model because as far as i know this model is one of a kind i'm not seen this model anywhere else before so how did you come up with this model to bring in the element of employment in it as well great question uh, and you know i'm i'm so happy that you got our model so well because one of the challenges we faced in the early days of cool coach was just explaining uh, what you said hey we are solving a problem but kind of our solution has implications of you know solving two connected problems so what happened was you know as we um, as i said if you want to reduce the risks you need to get people to move more you need to get people to eat better and within this kind of large group of people if i may call you know low income families low income communities where do we start right at the end of the day we realized that even we need to start somewhere and this is what led us to hey why not start with schools uh, because you know a bunch of we have lots of students who are already going to schools um, we do have what's called pt or pe periods which were part of the timetable that's what i remember from my school days and i said hey if we can start early um can our impact start over there because we read research on you know children or students who are active during their school life are much more likely to be active during their adult life and vagera vagera right now uh, harshit again uh, i don't know what your experience was during my school days i studied in india i went to a kendra vidyalaya uh, we didn't have like a formal pe period but we at least had pt periods right you know we would get a ball and it would be 30 40 children just running behind it you know either playing football cricket whatever we were active but when i started doing research in india i was surprised to find that even pe periods have vanished from most schools now that's either due to lack of resources in the form of a lack of a pe teacher lack of a ground lack of equipment or just because of academic pressures right because just people want to focus on studies again you might have noticed like uh, if the portion is not complete the first period uh, to be taken over by a subject teacher is the pt period or the pe period so when we started researching that challenge like hey if you want to kind of impact schools we realize that there is a significant lack of pe teachers in schools also 
now here is where my experience you know in in a in the past life in the social sector i built uh, a fellowship program at acumen uh, i was very well aware of the teach for america teach for india model i said hey wait a second you know those models have worked um, can't we bring in pe uh, teachers uh, like the way you know there are subject teachers brought by teach for india and there again we thought hey who's best uh, to be a physical education teacher because we didn't want to make this theoretical uh so that's another important point harshit which is you know we didn't want to kind of someone to come and lecture the children on pe so we said hey why don't we work with sports stars these youth from low income families uh, again who unfortunately in india don't seem to have a career path because they focus on their sports slash kinesthetic skills and academically they don't do too well so we saw that great opportunity we could work with youth from low income families we could upskill them they love to move they want to move here's a career opportunity for them where they can teach children to move as they upskill themselves so again uh, there was the challenge of no pe teachers there was the knowledge of other such fellowship models that have worked uh, and sorry the third element harshit was the fitness industry and the sports industry is growing uh, massively uh you know when i started cool coach it was on an upward trend uh, even though covid might have given the feeling that you know gyms have closed down but if you look at the numbers more people have started working out so the fitness industry in the sports industry is going to be one of the you know industries that keep growing so there was a huge opportunity there so all that all of this put together we said that hey fantastic we seem to have the opportunity to not just getting lots of students in schools to move but use that as an opportunity to upskill some of these youth who have amazing accolades in the sports field and help them channel that to a career in the fitness and sports industry long winded but i hope i answered your question yeah and and i found this extremely interesting because you i think you just hit the nail in the right place most people don't take sports as a career because they think it's a dead end and that is because yeah. you know there's a vicious cycle because people think it's a dead end more more people don't get into sports so you have lesser people who teach sports to st- students and then the students don't learn how to move and then you know uh, all these non communicable diseases start so i think you have hit at the right spot um of of getting these uh, people to realize that you know sports is not a dead end you can have a career out of it and from that create an uh create an impact so this is somewhat like what cult did but you're doing it for at a larger scale so that's what i found um extremely interesting with this model but but why is sports not prioritized in india is it i mean you you all, uh, of course mentioned that you know academics is more prioritized but is it also because at some level we feel that we have bigger problems to deal with than just a lack of sports or is it just sheer ignorance of the fact that sports has a huge impact uh, on children at an early age i would say both um, so I, so one yes we have larger problems right and i think harshit uh, maybe the last 10 to 15 years uh, where so many different sectors have opened up in india right until then if you can you really wanted to kind of build a life for yourself for your family there were few sectors that actually provided employment and you know promised you a career path so while it's easy to actually go and blame our parents and you know the previous generations for not pushing sports we just did not have the infrastructure right uh, so i empathize with all parents who you know their child wants to play a sport uh, if you don't have the if if you want the best for your child you would probably try and nudge them away from the world of sports because as parents you just don't see a future there uh, so yes we had bigger problems and you know people were just trying to build their lives build 
wealth for their families, kind of secure their uh, future. And I think that is one of the reasons. The second aspect is also, I think, true, and it's more so true these days. I feel right. Like earlier, uh, Harshit, we did play, right? We did mm-hmm. go out. We did play. Uh, those opportunities existed, and it was only around you know ninth, tenth standard when parents would start saying, "Khelne mat jao." So there, there is a flawed understanding, I think, for bare, with parents as well as schools, that if you spend one or two hours on play, your total academic output actually goes down. Whereas the research is exactly the opposite. Yeah. You know, they say healthy breaks and movement is needed uh, to fuel performance and other aspects of lives also. Um, so I think it's going to change now uh, completely in the in the in the foreseeable future. because the smart schools the smart teachers of the future will recognize that children need to play students need to play students need an outlet uh, to perform better in the academic side too now i have a follow up question to that now sure. you in in this current scenario you said okay ignorance uh, about the fact that sports has a huge impact has increased and people are not uh, parents are not sending their children to go out and play so in a country where sports is not that prioritized still how do you go about spreading awareness about the importance of sports because the because the downside of not playing at an early age is huge and the importance of spreading this awareness awareness is massive so how do you go about spreading this awareness what are the steps that you have started taking um to to go about in that direction so for us um harshit for us particularly and then i'll talk about generally what can happen and what is already happening in a, in, a, in a lot of places right so for us we are looking at uh, you know bulk of our work is with schools that cater to low income families government schools right so there it's a lot of uh, education spending time with the principals and the teachers uh, to make them realize why it's important okay um so one is the act of just spending time explaining telling them the second is what we found hugely valuable and this happened like pre pandemic when we were working in schools and we worked in pune and in kolkod was that you know there might be initial reluctance to have a pe coach and you know have a structured pe period but in 4 to 6 months um the impact that these teachers and the school principal can see in the students uh, is massive so they, they you know it's basically kind of a show and tell and uh, here i would like to point out harshit because i think most students are so inactive these days right but given their lifestyles probably hardly any play and going back and watching a lot of tv or spending a lot of screen time that i think the impact is much more quicker on these kind of children so one is just show and tell um the third piece is we've made it pretty exciting for children um so you know we did something called the cool coach games Uh, which was like a fitness competition for students, right? So you know, at a school level, you might remember if there's a football, or, you know, athletics meet, or you know, any kind of sports event where your school can win a championship, or there's an individual award, there is excitement created. Um, so we did that for kind of fitness. We ran the cool coach games in Pune and Kolkata. I'll send you a link. Post this, which created a lot of excitement also, right? So that gives. the children to look forward to something they want to kind of show up for class they want to practice their push up they want to do squats because they also realize there's a competition that they can participate in so that's what that's the level at which we are doing at uh, at the school level and i think consistently doing this over the years is going to see the mind shift the larger thing which you are seeing today is uh, and i think can happen more you know 
the government itself is having a lot of initiatives right whether it's international yoga day and you know people are talking about sports fit india all of that khelo india that's great i see a lot of professionals whether it's ceos you know whether it's senior managers whether they are kind of you know uh, across sectors or you know across careers as a lawyers they're talking a lot about their own fitness journeys right i think anand mahindra if i'm not wrong yeah. uh, prolifically talks about uh, his fitness schedule and running marathon i think the more we have these senior folks talking about the importance and talking about how regular they are right so not just talking about the marathon but saying that hey even though i have a busy schedule i take out 45 minutes to work out i am take out you know one hour to play a game of squash badminton football i think that messaging needs to permeate so that the parents uh, new age parents or sorry current parents will be like hey wait a second if anand mahindra is taking out uh, an hour a day and i'm sure my child is not as busy as anand mahindra there might be something to it Uh, and i think but that message is spreading harshit i think it's just a matter of time i don't know if you disagree but uh, so just to give you another sorry data point before you answer that uh, you know when i was growing up i still remember the first time i went to a gym and i came back and i told my mom uh, mom i want to eat egg white because that's some bhaiya in the gym told me ki wo khana chahiye mm-hmm. my mom said no weird you know we'll throw the yolk and it was a consistent fight in my with my mom for i think the next 10 years but today if you look at any middle class family in india the idea of healthy eating exists everybody kind of knows about you know i need to work out i need to move i need to probably join a gym do yoga and eat better whether they do it or not is a secondary question right but that awareness already exists it has hit most of middle class india and i think it's a matter of time until it becomes common knowledge i mean and i hope the work that we do at cool coach will kind of help in that yeah coming to think of it it has become sort of mainstream because when i was small fitness wasn't seen as a um as a thing that you do you know it's it was seen as a thing that only the rich do uh, that the rich go to the gym spend money and then get a body which which is of no use is just aesthetic but then slowly people started realizing um you know how important fitness is and i think a, a, a an element of that is so, uh, so many psychological studies that have studies that have come out and become so mainstream that talk about the importance of play um and and they talk about how you know play uh which comes from sports and fitness is not only essential for long term physical health but also for future success and problem solving capabilities and i and i've seen this uh first hand so um you know i'm a communications professional so i work in the developmental sector as well so i work with um uh, companies like michael and susan dell foundation and also dream a dream which is an ngo Perfect. in bangalore um yeah. so they have these um they have these uh life skills programs where they teach life skills through sure. sports through football and the impact on the children is huge because they understand what teamwork is they understand the impact of teamwork uh, they understand mm-hmm. the impact of collaboration um, and and there's mm-hmm. so much learning from play that they have because the the way that they are in a state when they are in play they are the most receptive to um, you know new sensory stimuli and new knowledge that is in, uh, given to them so i wanted to ask you from yeah. your own experience how has sports mm-hmm. changed the lives of some of the underprivileged children that you have worked with these are some of the benefits that you talked about right like uh, i think dream a dream and some of these ngos do already kind of act on it uh, and the psychological studies exist right but one of the challenges we have faced right which is uh, you know if we lead with sports is a means uh, to kind of attain future success and kind of build problem solving abilities very often that becomes the metric like literally i've had this question like a principal has asked me acha ye karenge to maths mein number badhenge kya okay right 
<laughs> so there is a slight challenge so we from just from our approach at pool coach is very clear that hey there is a huge benefit from a fitness and health perspective itself mm-hmm. and there is immense value in having a a fitness or a sports kind of routine uh, to stay fit and healthy so that you can have a fit and healthy mind so just to kind of just wanted to kind of differentiate there um, and even there so given that you are well versed with the social sector and development sector so when we started off so in the first couple of years and even now we say that hey when we do our p periods even though kind of we measure a baseline and endline as a fitness we have been saying that hey students in the last 3 years the schools that we operated are moving more they are they're more active right rather than anything so the biggest impact uh, harshad that we've had in our privileged children is getting young girls to also be active during pe periods mm-hmm. um so it seems like over a period of time i mean i remember this from my school days also there is a significant gender divide when it comes to what happens in a pe period right yeah now i don't know what is the origins of this but it's very it was very clear that you know you have a pt period and seems like hey, the boys or what is many of the most of the boys will think that they have to be active they'll run around figure out a sport play many of the girls will just go and sit on the side and talk right very rarely do you find some of these young women playing and what we did and you brought up uh, you know cult or you know you might know some of these uh, group fitness sessions so we treat a pe class as like a group fitness session right everybody has to participate and in fact one of the few conditions that we keep in the schools for placing our fellows is saying that hey from a school perspective you will push both young, your girls and boys to attend pe periods you're not going to give uh, you know girls a pass because teachers will say that ladkiyan it's okay they don't play don't participate you know pe period is not for them i said that's not on so the biggest impact we've had is getting young girls and girls and girl students to play to move and learn the exact same things the boys are doing the exact same games they play so we see a lot of them doing some pushups and you know all these movements and they just kind of that's been the biggest impact that we've seen until now yeah and, and i think one very interesting thing that you said is you know don't treat sports and fitness as a means to an end to get you know Ment- uh, increase in mental capacities and mental capabilities but at, treat sports as an end in itself do play sports for sports sake just to increase your fitness level and not to increase your academic level because i think that is very important to change the mindset that we have about sports right we are treating again if we have that mindset of treating sports as a means to increase your intellectual capacity then again your focus would be on increasing intellectual capacity so exactly. that was one addition and for joy uh, and for mm-hmm. joy not just for fitness it gives yeah. you a lot of fun it kind of is a great release yeah um i have one final question for you uh, because you have created an ecosystem where people can pursue a career in sports um mm-hmm. and there might be many people in this country i'm sure who want to enter the world of sports and fitness but are afraid um because of multiple reasons the main one being what their earning potential will be in this field right so how mm-hmm. can we create an ecosystem uh, according to you where this fear becomes irrelevant and more people opt for a career in sports great question harshit i've noticed in the series of questions you put a lot of onus on cool coach and me to create this ecosystem but <laughs> we've taken on this <laughs> we have taken on this challenge uh no i think uh, i'm a big believer in this kind of role model theory uh-huh. uh, right that the more we see role models um so for example the fellows as as you know we kind of select youth who have done well in the sports field and help them become fitness coaches right 
So mm-hmm. when I originally started Cool Coach, the initial pitches were so tough because many of these youth could not imagine what their future would look like. Uh, right? They had not been to for I mean, cult did not exist back then. But you know, they've not been to a a gym where uh, what does a coach do? You know, what is the role of a coach? Um, so I think having role models now, we have kind of cool coach fellows who have gradu- graduated who work in the fitness industry, and we're able to use them to kind of spread the message, right? And as you you pointed out, cult and there are so many uh, companies now who are providing fitness coaching. So I think because of seeing these coaches around, um, I think that's going to change things. The second piece, which I don't think we've done enough in this country, and I think we can do a lot more, is talk about the value of a coach. Right. Um, even now, I think people don't understand how a coach can add value to your journey, your fitness journey, or as a sports person. Right. So I think we need to talk a lot more about coach. What who is a coach? What is the value you provide uh, as a coach? Um, and you know, as a number of teams, as a number of individuals, as the number of people who are taking to fitness grow, I think that knowledge that hey, there is something called a coach. Uh, they add value to it. So that means to become a coach, I need to learn, I need to study. Um, I think that would change things also. So role models, talking about the value of a coach, I think that's where I would place my bets. Hey, and sorry, yeah. last point, just talk about how much money people can make huh? because coaches do make a lot of money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <you> might, <laughs> right? And that works also. Yeah. Great. So it was Extremely wonderful talking to you, Suraj. And you have shown a side of fitness to me, which I have not seen before. So the sort of angle to sports that you have shown me is completely new. And 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 to me, it is extremely eye-opening. So thank you very much, Suraj, uh, for coming on to the show and showing us what actually we can do with fitness and how important fitness is uh, in our lives. So thank you very much for coming on to the show. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Harshit. And since you said your fitness into functional training, uh, a small plug for the work we do, why don't you go to coolcoach.fit and sign up for two free trial sessions? You can mm-hmm. see the fitness coaching we provide and you can give me some feedback. And if it works for you, you can sign us up Sign up with us. Sure, sure. Will do. Coolcoach.fit. Try us out. Hi, guys. If you like what you heard and want to hear more such stories, then do subscribe to The Disrupt Show where I speak to young media professionals about the disruptions they're creating in the industry.